What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Double Coverage. Hope you're still living, loving, and breathing sport. I'm Dom with the great man, Sauce. Special guest podcast is back, Saucy. Who have we got today, mate? Who have we got? Uh, today, we have got Platinum Standard Grading. So we've got uh, BJ and Chris with us. Um, so introduce yourselves, lads, uh, where you're from, and uh, tell us a little bit of background of uh, the origins. Oh, I'll go first. Uh, my name's Christopher Bilston. Um, I was born in Melbourne, grew up in Sydney, and spent 10 years living overseas. Uh, moved over there when I was 19. Uh, came back to Australia, and my I'd been working in the gambling space um, for about five years, and moved back to Australia and sort of linked up with like the bigger betting companies like Ladbrokes, the TAB, and stuff like that, and then Crownbet. Uh, became a thing in Melbourne, so I moved down there, and I was at Crown Bet, Bet Easy, which then became Sports Bet. Uh, so I was yeah down in Melbourne for about five years. Then COVID happened, and I had some things planned. Um, to, I was supposed to go to Japan and uh, South Korea, for like eight weeks. Uh, I was just going to basically shop, buy shoes and clothes, and travel around. And then COVID happened, so I had was sitting on this extra cash in lockdown in Melbourne. The weather got to me, so I moved up to the Gold Coast um, and randomly met BJ on Facebook Marketplace, I think it was. It was, yeah. <laughs> I was... Uh, Match <laughs> made of, uh, What were you yeah, trying to buy actually, off him? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, it was a mosaic hanger, <laughs> I believe. It was. Um, but, yeah, I've been... Like, I collect shoes, um, Lego, and I'd always been in cards, but nothing, nothing crazy, like just... It was a sort of a side thing. And then COVID happened. So, yeah, I uh, started flipping boxes, more shoes as well. And BJ just hit me up one day and said, whereabouts are you? And it just happened that we're in the same suburb. So I just dropped into his office and I had what I called a sample box, which was just a box of everything that I had, basically, one of everything. And he turned up and he's just like, yep, I want one of those, one of those, one of those. And that was it. That's and the addiction began. Yeah, basically. He had just got back into cards like a couple of weeks earlier. Um, so it was perfect timing. And then Beautiful. I've really, I've seen him every day since. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't get really. rid of him. So he rocked up off, off Marketplace and then you've been stuck with him ever since. Yeah, yeah. I never seen It's like yeah. one of those scary stories off Craigslist in the US. You know, someone rocks up to your house and never leaves. Yeah, it's one of them. But uh, no, I think the first day when we had a beer together, then it was like, yeah, this is probably going to go all right. So. Very nice. Yeah, so I, I, I continued to work from home um, with sports bet and just, it wasn't the same. Like I'm, I was used to working in an office with like 40 blokes. Like it's like a trading floor. Um, yeah. Like, like going to the pub basically with all your mates and it's just like your banter. And stuff every like sport, and every sport well. known to the human race. Oh, everything. Like sick. crazy. So, Squ- yeah, squirrel, squirrel TV. racing on the, on the jet skis. Like you get everything, all that type yeah. of stuff. Uh, Japanese boat racing, yeah. um, everything. You name it, I've watched it and probably enjoyed it. We're all racing on jet skis. Yeah, man. Haven't you seen Dodgeball? Haven't you seen Dodgeball? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. That's ESPNA, the oh, Ocho. <laughs> yeah. Um, marble racing, I've had to watch. Um, we used to live trade MasterChef, like when it was on TV. Like some dude would be burning the chicken and he'd be moving prices. Um, it was, it's a lot of fun, trust me. Uh, but yeah, working from home just didn't have the same feel to it. You know, you're you're staring at a screen and it just wasn't the best. So, um, me and BJ had talked about, well, the hobby in general, the space for a month on end. Um, he had sort of like laid the groundwork. There was a couple of people, uh, that started before me. And then sort of once it got to a position where he was ready to go to market, he sort of approached me. He'd been, he'd, BJ likes to put the, uh, He's sort of like Inception. He'll, plant the seed. He'll plant, he'll plant the seed. <laughs> and then like months down the line, he'll bring it up again. And it, so you think it's your idea. So like he, he could Genius. definitely be an actor in Inception. Like, <laughs> Thanks very much. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, mate. I've got the looks. 100%. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so give us the rundown, BJ. Tell us about yourself. Uh, so my name is actually Brett. It's Brett McCallum. Everyone knows me as BJ because of a persona that I actually had online because I got hacked on Facebook once. And couldn't put my real name back up there, but um, yeah, no, I've uh, I've been I had my first pack of cards in 1979. So before any of you were even thought of, 
uh, and it was a Scanlon's uh, NRL pack. I still remember uh, collecting cards back then. I got out of it for a bit, collected pretty big in the 80s and 90s. Uh, I got married to an amazing woman when we were really young, and uh, she's still lucky enough to have me today. And um, we got we got four kids. So what we did, we went to London for six months and come back uh, nine and a half years later with uh, a couple of kids. And during that period, I sort of got out of that that market. But uh, I became an entrepreneur. Um, I don't know, it's a fucking wanky word, but I uh, I invest in a lot of different businesses, and I actually create businesses and create opportunities. So. I'm one of those guys that just has a crack at things, at life and at business. And, uh, yeah, so when I got back into um, collecting uh, around around COVID, um, I was cleaning up the house and I found all these old cards and the wife said, yeah, that'd be a good idea to get rid of those now in much terse terms. And uh, so I put them up on Marketplace and got nothing for them. They weren't worth shit. So I then met this, uh, this girl because there was a couple of cards that uh, I think needed a bit of uh, tender loving care. So she sold me some top loaders actually and she was talking to me about breaks and things like that and I had no idea what she was talking about. I'm an old man. And anyway, we got into it and uh, she was saying jump in this break at New Year's Eve and uh, so we did and it was some ridiculous 99 box break or something stupid and I ended up jagging a uh, lamello ball on, a, on card auto um, worth about two grand. And I'm like, oh, wow, that, that was pretty cool. It only cost me a couple hundred bucks to get into this. But the funny thing, I'm sitting there on New Year's Eve drinking mojitos, which I quite enjoy, and uh, watching some bloke open cards on an iPad at midnight. And my wife's going, what the fuck are you doing? Like, seriously. And I said, Dale, I just made some money. So she was happy with that. And then she said to me, well, why don't you have a crack? And uh, so I did it for the next 63 days straight. I won. I, I went in breaks for the next 63 days straight and won every game, every time. The next one I went in, I got seven Zions, including a, a to five, which was worth a, a big wow. chunk of change. And uh, yeah, I got a little bit addicted again. That's my type of personality. So I ended up after those 63 days with about three and a half thousand cards. And I'm sitting there going, holy shit, what am I going to do with this stuff now? I just got rid of all the crap. So I thought, oh, well, let's open a card shop. That's a really good idea. And then, uh, and then I met this knucklehead on um, online, and uh, yeah, the romance began of uh, of him coming to the shop or to my office uh, once a week with a box of cards, and we'd pick what we'd open. And I think it was the second visit. I said to him, "Well, why don't we just crack them now?" And he goes, "Oh, all right then." I said, "Well, do you want a beer?" And uh, he goes, "Yeah, all right then." So we did that, and then pretty much every week after that, we'd just bring cards, we'd break them, and we'd drink beer. And we got to know each other, and I, I started to understand what type of guy he was. And uh, I said to him, look, I want to open a grading company. And his first question was, why the fuck would you do that? And uh, I said, because there's a massive hole in the market here. Uh, at the time, I just invested in a, in a shop. I think you boys, uh, have got the Rip and Collect boys, big shout out yep. to those lads. Yep. We backed the boys into that, and Chris came in on that with me, and that was our first investment we did together. And... Um, yeah, the Rip Boys were starting to sort of make a bit of traction in the industry. They went down to Sydney to Hobby Hangout and all that sort of stuff. I think they were on your podcast and all yep, that sort yep. of stuff. And uh, that was that was starting to look pretty good. So I'm like a, a guy that sees opportunities and and then looks and how can we how can we tenfold that? And as part of that, what I wanted to do was have the full circle. I wanted to be able to collect cards, sell cards, and the big one that was missing for me was the grading of cards. And so. Uh, I came up with Platinum Standard Grading. Um, the brand came about because Platinum's better than gold. Um, the the logo, which you can probably see on the hat there, of the P with the star in it was, so it looked a little bit like it was from the US because the whole idea and everything that we do is based around the fact that it's global on day one. Um, we want to get, we want to break into the global market. And uh, so I did that and then I went out and I needed to find some um, some graders and uh, I actually listened to your podcast when you guys were doing a review on our uh, on our site and you were talking about, I don't think you could say cardologist because you kept saying cardiologist, which oh, is actually source, for the source, heart. Yeah, source, the, source, yeah, the well, heart source on fire, yeah. <laughs> and the, the reason, uh, what, what, we, what we did is I didn't want to just have graders. I wanted to have guys that have been in the industry for a long time and actually understand cards actually understand the smell of the card, the touch of the card, like all the bits of the card, and also actually feel the, like something when they're looking at these things because I think that makes a massive dif- difference than 
just sort of looking at a card and grading it with a bit of plastic or with a microscope. And so I found a couple of guys, uh, the Mojo Chaser boys, I don't know if you know those guys, Stash and Pugs, and uh, I approached them and they, um, they were like, that's my dream job. So we put them through a whole training piece. We, we, we trained them up. We coached them up on how to grade cards properly. And then we took them through and they became cardologists uh, or chief cardologists. I think their, their titles are now, aren't they? Executive cardologists. Oh. I, I let them name themselves. That was always a handy thing to do. And then during that process, uh, I run multiple businesses. So I then went, oh, shit, I need someone to come in and run this for me. And uh, Chris was always the target. And uh, that's how... Chris became the general manager of um, Platinum Standard Grading. Love it. Great story. Awesome. Very good story. Uh, it's great to have, obviously, another uh, company come up in the Australian uh, hobby and so- something that we can support and hopefully everyone gets around and supports. Uh, I know there is a few card grading companies here. They're not very prominent out there in the hobby, but you have really hit the ground running and put yourself out there. Uh, you were at the Hobby Hangout. You did some great stuff there. Just, I just want to, I want you to give a bit of an insight to people listening to this on your intention here for platinum standard grading in the Australian hobby. Obviously, you've gone to hobby hangouts. Uh, just, I want you to explain yourselves what you did at the hobby hangout because that was pretty awesome. You gave a little bit of an yep. insight in ha- how you graded. So, just your intention in the hobby here. Our intention is to be the number one in Australia within twelve months. Beat me to it. Uh, did I? Yep. Sorry. Uh, sorry to say, rudely interrupt. I was going to say exactly that. Number one in Australia within 12 months, global within 24 months, and to have the technology in place to use artificial intelligence and machine learning to pre-grade cards. We will never grade cards just with AI. You have to touch the card. You have to smell the card. You have to feel the card. And the human eye is always better than the technology side of things. So there is a company out there, a grading company, that's in a bit of bother at the moment, I believe, that was using uh, or that they were selling the fact that they were doing everything via AI. Yeah, you can't do that. Um, we can, we, we, I own technology companies. That's my background. And so we can build the tech to do this stuff. However, the human eye is always going to be better without doubt. So that, that's our intentions over the next 24 months. Um, we're, we're growing slowly, a lot slower than we wanted to. I'm, uh, I think the ADD and ADHD kicks in for me. And I want to do things faster, but at the same time, we're doing it properly. Um, we spend a lot of money up front to make sure that we seal the cases properly. We, we make sure that we print the labels properly. The labels themselves are printed on a uh, uh, what is it, three or four metre long printer, and the labels are only this sort of big. Um, but the reason is because they print white, they print clear, and they actually print the security features that we want to put on these labels. Uh, there's something like 27 or 32 security features on the labels that we've got now. And we'll be turning them into smart labels in the future. Uh, the, the future of this is all based around obviously NFTs and the blockchain. Every card that comes through here will be on the blockchain and every card will also have its own NFT that's either associated with it or separate to it. Um, that's the future of grading and that's, uh, that's what we're doing in that space. We, we love some of the things that the other Australian companies are doing. Um, like I personally like the TCG labels on the front. But we found we, we we thought that no one was doing anything as well as they could. Like I don't like the fact that, for example, one of the companies went to the hundred point scale and then moved back to the ten point scale because now it's we a lot of people have. Well, I've got a card that's graded ninety eight. What does that even mean anymore? It means you should get a re slab. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Uh, they do offer that. Um, but is, yeah, like do you some, reckon part part of that is just they're, they're obviously changing within the market, but then that just gives them more opportunity to say, all right, look, send it in. We'll re-slab it for 10 bucks. And uh, they just make a little it's bit possible. of uh, extra extra it's coin out of, also, out of collectors that want the, to conform to the new grading standards that they've set. Yeah, I think they've done something to be different. And then they've conformed once everybody kicked up a stink. Yeah. Oh, and I, I think that's the reason they're doing it. That's a wank move. Seriously. Like, be honest and transparent. That's what we build all our companies off is the fact that the, the honesty and transparency of the grade, like we'll take a photo of every part of that card, put it online so you can have a look at it. Like we're yep. not giving away tens. I think we've had four or five tens or something. No, double figures now. Double or oh, ten tens. There yeah. you go. Um, out of over three and a half thousand cards. Like if you look at it that way, we've never given away a platinum 10. Not that we're being super harsh, but 
just following a process. And as long as the process is followed, I think all these companies that do stuff where they're trying to grab second grabs is not right for the hobby. Yeah, now, fair enough. quick question. Centering. There's a big thing around centering because we know, you know, PSA does a 60-40 um, you know, and then you got well other make, companies might as well that, make that do a lot more. 80, yeah, uh, look, <laughs> we've seen some ridiculous ones. All right, we we we've all seen the ridiculous centered uh, PSA ten. What what guide? Because what guidelines do you guys go by? Do you go by fifty fifty? Do you do like a fifty five? Uh, you know, fifty five uh, and forty five, or you know, do you have a set guideline that you use for centering? Well, without giving out too much information, because we try and keep some stuff secret, I guess. Um, but we have a pro. We have the everyone's seen the centering tool, the yep. the clear bit of plastic. That is, I think it's one of three steps we use for centering. Um, as far as I'm aware, it's the forty five fifty five. But the thing that we do, and that's why we do subgrades. Like I hate the fact that the big companies, some of the big companies, don't do subgrades. Oh, thank God! It it doesn't. Like I want to know, like if I send a batch of cards in and you know they all get eights, I want to know why. Is it is it, is yeah. it a corner? Is it something so that to educate for the next time I send a batch in, I want all my cards to grade well. Like I don't want every card to be ten because that's just impossible. Because the life of a card before I get it in my hands could go through twenty pairs of hands. You know, it's it's got to be packed. It's got to be like there's so many different levels before I get it, but. You can't just give a number and then no, just no reasoning why, no, like you know, no report as to where. Like you can't just give it. On on average, how much time would you spend on um, like a card to grade it? Because thirty seconds, forty seconds. Uh, I mean, based off no, not at all. Oh, okay, okay. I think they're like they're doing thirty cards a day at the maximum at the moment. Oh, how many? So how many graders in total? We've got. Five now? Four and a half. Yeah, four and a half. That's okay, four and a half. So they spend about, it equates to around about six hours. Oh, 30 each. 30 each, sorry. 30, oh, 30 each. each. 30 each. Yeah, yeah. That, that's an average. Like We have some guys that are quicker, like the, the more experienced ones. Yeah. And then, so the four and a half, we're, we're teaching. We have a, a researcher that we're teaching up, like, Teaching to grade but, at the moment, but you're definitely spending more than a than a than a minute. Thirty and a seconds. Half. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Mate, I'll tell you, oh, as okay. part of the process, and we showed a bit of this at the hobby hangout. The reason we had the um, the microscope at the hobby hangout, so people could just bring their cards and have a little look, is the fact that every card uses the little plastic thing. Every card goes under the microscope. If it's over a nine or a nine and a half, one of the other boys has a look at it as well. Uh, we thought we had our first platinum ten uh, two days ago. And uh, so I had to go through three other guys just to make sure. And what, uh, the one odd bloke in the office actually picked it up um, and found the, <laughs> found the fault. Um, so, yeah, one of my jazz was, uh, was, did well. And, uh, but the thing with that is that that's why we care. <clears throat> Excuse me. The big thing here is that we don't want to just rush these through because if you rush them through, you're going to fuck it up. And that's not something we're, just, we're trying to do. Thank you. Uh, just, I just wanted to put point that out there because i don't know if you've heard there's actually people that have broken down one of the uh well the main grading company on planet earth uh yeah, gonna are we allowed to, yeah we're allowed to say the name aren't we yeah, yeah I, I, was, I was actually I was say, no we can say the up. fucking name dom the, PSA, okay. right well, well, there's well, there's people the out owner, there the owner, down the, the, map. the owner fucking hates us anyway so i couldn't well, give who fuck him exactly right uh yeah someone's broken it down saucy uh, as he mentioned, and it's equated to around about 30 seconds to a minute per card that gets graded. Oh, this is based off their, their numbers a month. Yeah, monthly. Their numbers monthly a month. And, and how many graders they and have the said they have. Yeah. <laughs> and they've broken it down. So they, they, were work, they were working eight to nine hour cards. days. It would be 30 yeah. seconds to a minute per card. Well, you've got to look at it this way too, yeah, like uh, – Apologies for the sarcasm, but you know it. It takes less than one second to grade a celebrity's card. It just comes through, and you put a ten on it, so it's easy. Those ones are the quick ones. So you'd probably be able to get thousands of those done a day because it comes in and goes. Oh yeah, you know, double coverage ten. That's how it should work. And then, but you know, it's not. <laughs> you know, and then it's tens. yeah. You know, it's a good <laughs> marketing. It's a good marketing play <laughs> if you give tens to celebrities that are pushing out your cards, and then. It just makes sense. But besides the point, and you know, when you've got no subgrades, I agree with you, Chris, 100%. And something that Source and I 
have been preaching on this podcast since day dot. We said, how can you buy any grader card? Because there's other grading companies that go without subgrades. How can you buy a, a card that's graded and not know how you got the grade at all? Not even be told how you got the grade. And the funniest part about all of it is when one card, uh, when PSA was killing it with their uh, sales for the, for their uh, graded cards, at the same time, BGS was still very dominant in the market. They've obviously fallen off a cliff here. We don't even know where, if they still exist. But the funniest part about it was if you went to go buy a BGS graded card and then you can buy them obviously with the subgrades or without subgrades, the cards that were slapped without subgrades were significantly less than the card that had the subgrades. Yet when it came to the other grading company, it's like, oh, we don't care about subgrades. We don't need them. So it's like within the BGS circle, for example, no one, everyone gave a shit. And then when you're comparing other slabs, oh no, we don't need it anymore. It's like, I'm yeah. with you. I love the fact. On... There you go. Sorry. Yeah. No, I was just saying, I love the fact that uh, you got subgrades. You don't, uh, the way that if you ever, well, when you do go grade with uh, platinum standard grading, the subgrades are on the back of the card as well. So some people don't like seeing their subgrades on the front of the card, but they're there. It's on the back. I'm of one the of those. Level. Yeah. So, which is pretty cool um, as well. Just with the... It depends uh, what the, you're in the hobby for. Like there's some people yeah. that just like are in it to flip. So if it's a PSA 10, they don't give a fuck about the subgrades. They're just... Yeah, correct. But it's not an option to get subgrades. It's it's It comes with every card. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, uh, you know, I think there needs, I, I like the fact that there's, you know, formality with what you do. There's no, oh, and it, pay an extra five for the subgrades. No, every card comes with subgrades. You know, you pay for the, what you, you pay for that. Like, you know what I mean? Like That's there's no service. upcharge or anything, which is ridiculous what other companies do and companies, uh, you know, were still oh, doing it. You mean holding your cards ransom if it gets a good grade? Yeah, no, no. I'm sa I'm saying how there's an upcharge charge with other companies like BGS and CSG, which now they've gotten rid of subgrades altogether. Um, so you know, I just think it's better to just have some you know formalities and uniformity across like what you do, and and that's the way. Well, it's are done they even gradings? My question, source. Are they even grading, or are they just encapsulating with a label? Because if they're not actually grading the card and they're just giving it a number out of ten that they pluck out of their ass, then why why would you want that like yeah it may give you more value but however i challenge every single grading company on the planet to provide a photo of why the card was graded down okay this corner's fucked well where's the photo of that prove it to and me. that's something you, yeah, you're, do doing, you're doing you're doing from the, the inception of your company 100 percent, every single right? card and that's the reason it takes longer because they take photos of it Ladies and gentlemen, like this, this is a company new to the market. And this is why we say, you know, get out there and support an Australian company because think about what they're doing. This is from the inception of their company. These companies been around for 20 years and they've just started to now catalog stuff, have an online system. You know, PSA started now to do that, you know, catalog their cards. you got other companies out there, you know, I'll, I'll, can, I'll drop their names, you know, FCG that's doing something similar to you guys. And they've started that from yep. the inception of their company, which I think is an, another, you know, cool thing but it's something that you go you you know you you want these you want these factors when you get your cards graded like um and just the fact that you're doing this and then obviously you spoke about the blockchain situation how you you're making things into an nft and that's going to be, all be linked into the label in in due time um you know and no company's really talked about that and i've always said on this show i think that's that is the future of grading you know linking your card to an nft um, so that, you know, there's authenticity, double authenticity that, you know, you scan that QR code and it verifies that that QR code is for that card or however it works. I'm not exactly sure the technology side behind it. Oh, that's not my expertise. <laughs> I'll leave that to you guys, but I can see how that would play into it and, and be really cool. And, you know, not for anything, when you think about it, you send the card and you essentially get two investments for one if people want to think of it like that because then you get an NFT that you could potentially flip later on. Um, I mean, and people are paying stupid money for, you know, Panini NFTs that are, are digital. So, you know, why not uh, a uh, PSG-graded NFT of your card? Like, it's it makes sense. Well, the big thing with that is that you, you've actually got a physical object as well as the NFT. One thing we have just done and we, we launched at the Brisbane... Uh, hobby hangout is that we're actually encapsulating people's nfts now 
So what we've done is we've turned the label black and uh, matrix green, and it's uh, it's an, just an NFT. So what happens if you've got an NFT, we take a photo of the NFT, we turn it into a card, we put a link to the NFT on the back. So you've actually got, similar to your normal card collection, you can actually have an encapsulated NFT now as well. Oh, really? There you go. That's something uh, very so There's different. that, and then there's the PC side of things. We we found a lot of people didn't want to actually get some of their cards graded. They just wanted them encapsulated. Yep. So we then went with the PC, uh, which is a white label that we use. All our labels look exactly the same, but just different colors. Um, and the white labels for, uh, for personal collections. So we don't grade them, we just encapsulate. And you can actually write whatever you want on those. So we can actually put some things on the back or, or whatever way you want that to happen. So that's pretty cool. Um, one, of, one of the ideas that Chris come up with uh, when he come on board because it was like, okay, how are we going to get more business? What else can we do here? And how, how can we get our branding out there? And that was one of the ones, which is actually pretty cool. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, Pitfalls as a grading company, obviously as starting up the company and stuff, and you're looking, as you mentioned before, you looked at a lot of the other uh, companies out there internationally based here in Australia. What are some things that obviously you're very, very cautious of? I just want to give an insight to people in the hobby uh, listening to this. So then they actually understand that these are things that you're looking out for. Obviously you mentioned it before you're there for the consumer. So some pitfalls that you want to avoid and obviously why people in Australia at the moment, because you're trying to become number one here in the country. So why people in the hobby here in Australia should be using platinum standard grading full stop over everyone else. Mate, our biggest pitfall at the moment is we're Australian. hundred percent. The biggest I like that. No, that's, got in this that's market honest. is that's Australian. Honest. And, and we can sympathize that... with that with you, mate. Like we're the oh, exact mate. same with our podcast. Like mate, best the country on shit. the planet and people in the hobby get the shits because you're an Australian company. I just don't understand it. I think because the people that came before us did a really bad job or the fact that PSA and, and BGS now have got the brand and all that sort of stuff. But Source, you hit the nail on the head, mate. 30 seconds a card. Like I, I look at all these, these hobby groups and all this stuff on Facebook and they See there, I'd only get my card graded at PSA or I'd only get my card graded at BGS. My question is why? I guarantee our grades will be more accurate. I guarantee you'll get more from the grading. And at the same time is you're not paying ridiculous amounts of money because like, is it one, one of them was like when they're holding your card, if it's worth over a certain value, yeah, yeah, yeah. then you, um, you've got to pay more money. What the fuck was that? We're an encapsulation company in, it, is what we do. We actually, we, 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 we preserve cards, we grade cards. And if that means it gives us a better, it gives the card a better value, fucking even better, great. But at the same time, you send me something that's good. I'm not going to sit there and go, actually, I reckon that's worth 10 G. So now you owe me a thousand bucks. That's, that's robbery. Yeah. I think the big, one of the biggest issues that we have is trust, like a new company starting off in a space that's been, you know, American company dominated for, 20 years or whatever for, for people outside of Australia to grow, even people within Australia, like a lot of what we found at the hobby hangout was not a lot of people knew who we were. Um, we, we did some good things at the hobby hangout. We had a huge flag that was number one, that was everywhere. So that drew people to us. And then once you were there, you know, we had the, the, the scope, people looking at their cards, like people yeah, were grading for life. That yeah, was pretty good. People were genuinely interested. The golden ticket was a, it was a huge hit. Um, at both shows. So but can yeah, you explain to listeners what the golden ticket was? Uh, you obviously were sponsoring the event as yeah, well. So we, you, yeah. So yeah, we sponsored bit of uh, both events and uh, we offered free grading for life, which was a card graded a month for 25 years. Yep. Um, it's sort of, we ripped it off the, the Willy Wonka. Um, that was the platinum ticket. Yeah. The so, yeah, so that ticket. was, yeah, the platinum was the free grading for life, but the, the gold ticket was, uh, 10 cards express graded and a holiday or a, a luxury hotel voucher. Sorry. Nice. I so like there was that. four winners of that, of the golden ticket, and then one of the platinum at each show. That's awesome. Very nice. But so, yeah, and, like trust is the big yeah, thing. Um, and that's, that's why we're as honest and transparent as possible. But the other thing is customer service. Like I'm one of the people that I don't sleep a lot. <laughs> So I'll sit at I'll sit at home on my phone and answering emails myself. Um, you know, we get random questions at all hours of the day. Like 
a lot of questions we get would be like, it'd be someone from America screenshotting a Honus Wagner because there was a company called uh, Premier Sports Grading in the States. And they, they graded a lot of baseball in the early 90s. I would have, I'd get one a week, I reckon, email saying, can you confirm this is a real card graded by your company? And I'm like, no, <laughs> like it's not. This company, it says it on the back of the slab, Premier Sports Grading. Our company's called Platinum Standard Grading. So no, it's not us. Uh, but yeah, 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 like, so I, I, like we, we try and answer like as many questions as possible. We're like, I think we're here to help as well. Um, like a lot of people have fallen well, uh, back in the hobby because they've seen the spike and they're like, well, I've got all these cards. Are they worth anything? And then we get, you get emails like, oh, should I grade this? Should, and like, as the general manager of a grading company, obviously I want to say, yeah, great yeah, a lot, but, but there's no point. Like that's, you've got to, you've got to tell people the truth. Like, well, if the cards, you know, if it's damaged, a lot of these, a lot of these cards have been in, you know, they're not sleeved. They're not top loaded. They're just sitting in a shoebox under a bed for 20 years. So odds are they're not and in it's, good condition. So they're not the trust- grading. Trust factor is massive. And obviously um, people that listen to our podcast know that we've obviously partnered up with yourselves and we're doing a bulk sub here in Victoria. And it's been, it has been like, we're honest and transparent as as well on this show. And it, it, it has been difficult to get people to send the cards across. And a lot of people always like, and people in the hobby, it's like, oh, what should I send there? Should I, should I grade with them? And we always say, yeah, yeah, of course you should be grading with them. And they might have a massive card and they're hesitant. And the, the way that we're trying to get that trust built around your company, what Source and I, we always keep saying to people, if you don't want to send the, the big card in, how about you try sending out, sending some of your lower stuff in, just getting a feel of the company, get used to the slabs, the labels. And if you fall in love with it, obviously keep grading you can send your bigger card there but it's that it's trying to get people out of their mentality of i've got the ten thousand dollar card it has to go one place and one place only that's it yeah, yeah for sure and we and disregard everything thing. else it's, yeah it's really interesting i'm going to turn this question back on you guys why do you do what you do why do you do the uh this podcast well <laughs> we say it pretty much every week we've actually started uh starting the show with the most underrated podcast sports slash sport trading card podcast on planet earth at the moment because we've been giving transparent open and honest feedback on the hobby for almost two years now and like we've got the the diehards that listen to us every week we've got people just here in australia that listen to us we don't expect people to listen to us full stop but the thing that we hated the most was there's a narrative, but Source and I are like this regardless, where there's a narrative and everyone has to live by the narrative and there's nothing else outside of what you're being told. And that could be in general life, in our work industry that we work in. It's like there's other options. There's always two sides to every story. And especially in the hobby, because we, we've been in it and we've seen it and we've seen BGS, the rise and the fall. And then we've seen the the low end of PSA and now the massive rise in that company and the acquisitions and how the hobby is becoming more of a business across the board now than it actually is for the benefit of the people collecting the cards. I don't care what anyone says. Like that's what it's become now. True. It's it's commercialized. You got all these fractional companies coming in and you got every grading company now is doing the same thing as PSA to an extent and BGS, but they're not understanding that if you follow that model, you're actually going to hurt yourselves in other areas because the thing that they've struggled, a lot of these companies, it could be because of high volume of cards, is customer service. And then they they go through that and they go, oh, I'm waiting one year for my cards. Well, like they're going through the same model. It's, yeah, to answer that question is we do it because honestly, we love the hobby. We love the people in the hobby. It's the community behind it all. Like your story yourselves like your origin story like platinum standard grading i know you've made the leap brett to start it but honestly your connection with chris came over cards like it's the community with the cards like that was that's that's what the hobby was and now we keep saying that the the hobby isn't dead but it's dead in in terms of like that relationship you make with other people and that are like it's just become all commercial and money money value. That's all people talk about now. And it's sad. And we're trying to just open up people's eyes that there is things to collect out there. And people say, you should never tell people to collect what they like. Well, then what the fuck are they meant to collect? 
go buy eighteen hundred tops chrome. Like and yeah, you know what I mean. I, like I collect everything tops chrome. It could be wrestling. It could be, but I yeah, don't but, necessarily follow yeah. wrestling. But it's tops yeah. chrome. So, but I'm not going to. I, I reckon you can my, answer that whole yeah. question in four words, mate. And that is, you actually give a shit. Right? Yeah, hundred percent. The big difference is that we actually give a shit about the hobby. We give yeah. a shit about the people within the hobby, and we actually want to make an actual difference here. Like I know it's not wanky marketing words, um, but that's that's what we do. We we want to make a difference, and there we've seen an opportunity. Yep, are we going to monetize on that? Fucking oath. I want, to, I want to sell this company for a billion dollars, but at the same time is we want to do it fairly. We want to do it transparently and we want to do it for the hobby. That's the whole reason we're here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you all the way. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, and you know, credit to you guys as, as, and this is what I always say to people. And look, I'm not into this, uh, you know, trying to de- defend people like on Facebook when, you know, I, you know, I, I drop in there, someone put in a uh, Pokemon group the other day, uh, you know, oh, if I was using a company in Australia to grade cards, which would I use? Obviously I dropped use a tag. I said, I'd, I would use this company. Right. And you got people in the comments saying, oh, I just wouldn't use any Australian company. And I comment and I go, yeah. why mate? Like, why, why, why not? You know, like we've put so much faith in these American companies and been screwed over time and time again. Right. Why not support an Australian company that is grading cards? Well, at least they're not taking, they're taking more than a minute on your card, right? And, <laughs> you know, give them a crack, right? Look, it's the same, it's the same thing that, same thing that we said about HGA. And look, unfortunately, the way that they conduct the business, I hope that, you know, you've taken some lessons from these other companies and, you know, seen oh, from yeah. the outside what they've done and that and go, well, you know, we probably shouldn't do that because that's going to hurt our company in the long run. And uh, you learn from their mistakes, which unfortunately HGA didn't learn from the other company's mistakes and they ended up with a backlog, which was, you know, in part probably to prop up their company because they've now sold it. So, um, you know, it could it be that I'm not sure, but you know, it looks a bit like that from the outside. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I, I just hope that, you know, some of those lessons you've learned and, you know, I, I, I don't fight back with these people all the time. I just say, you know, why not give them a shot, you know? And, and my response, my response to these people is mate. And, and you know, I had someone say, who the fuck is, you know, PS grading. Right. And I tagged you and I said, well, I'm not sure if you've been in the hobby, but you know, at the hobby hangout, they were one of the major sponsors. They're putting themselves out there. They're putting money behind the hobby here in Australia. I said that's a lot more than I can say for any other Australian grading company. They're not even, you know, not even out on the front foot, other than TCG that we have a bit of a presence at hobby hangout, which is the number one show, you know, that we have here in Australia. Um, like. That's sort of I my response to these people. More you know, grading companies to be there. Um, yeah. There was only the one other. Yeah. I expected yeah. Yeah. Was it TCG? TCG grading was the yeah. only other one there yeah. on the yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. That's like, like, what do you? In all honesty, like, I don't like putting people on flame here in the country because I like to, to back people here in Australia. But like, what are you doing? So, like, honestly, if you, if you had a if yeah, you had a card store, if, if you had a card store or a grading company. Or you're making uh, card supplies like palms off, they were there. But if you're into making card supplies, top loaders, sleeves, folders, binders, it doesn't matter what it is. If you got anything to do with cards here in Australia, in Melbourne for that show, or you're in Brisbane, or you're in Sydney, and you chose not to go because oh, it's not my thing, like what are you doing? Yeah, when are you going to get a room like full of a thousand like minded people? Yeah, like you don't get that chance every time, every week. So, yeah, we, it was a no-brainer for us. One thing we talked about earlier was trust, um, and why people are so trusting in these American companies. It's not even, it's like you've got to send them to America, and that's that's a whole other kettle of fish. Like, what who, what what company are you going to use to send your cards? And then that's the time factor. Like, some you know, some like thank God for ship my cards. They can get stuff to Australia within like five days using FedEx, but yeah. you know, going the other way, it can take up to two weeks and then it's just, you know, and then you've, it's just, a, yeah, for me, it's not worth, especially with, if you've got a hundred cards, that's expensive. Number one, you've got to trust it to get to the States and then PSA has to go into their system or whatever company you use has to go into their system. And then it's the whole sending it back to like, it, it's a long period. Like I know you said, people have been waiting a year for their cards. Like, 
One to two years. Is that that would stress me out. Oh, 100%. And especially 100%. If, if you're not doing it yourself, like if you're doing it through a third party, which like we've seen Mark's cards and, and like the, the failure of that, there's you've got to trust at like multiple levels. Like the the, the third party company you're using, the... the um, but the, the, the yeah, the, the panic is there though too. Like and yeah, yeah. like for example, like we can give a bit of insight. Like we don't care, but like the the panic that we actually had doing the HGA bulk sub here, uh, we sent two subs off. Uh, we we're struggling to get contact from the company. Um, there was no updates in the portal. All it said was scanned. Uh, one said that they were ready to be graded, and it sat in there for four weeks, five weeks, no response. And we started panicking because, and then we started saying to people, listen, we're accepting submissions, but we're probably not going to send it till the first two come back. And we kept pushing, pushing, pushing. Source was like, he went into crazy mode, which is what you have to do because you're looking after people's goods and services because through the failures of the grading company, it's going to fall back on us. Like, and we've done nothing. We've done nothing. And we're the ones that are going to have to fucking pay for it, cop the... The criticism, oh, why didn't you get the cards back? You could have done more, blah, blah, blah. That, like people that, in that moment, because it's their goods, they don't think about the fact that it's overseas. Like I can't fucking yeah, get yeah, on a yeah. plane and fly fly to Queensland, you know, for example, and just knock on the door and say, hey, boys, like I need the cards. I know we've got a massive backlog, but fuck, I'm getting flamed here. or be able to call you. Like it's it's it yeah, just doesn't you, work I, that way. I've never dealt with like, HGA. Do you have a an agent or a an account manager? We've had three account managers. Yeah. change and this is where the this no honestly this is where the issue yeah. was and like there's a portal in there so we could uh, we'd log in like every couple of days to make sure has it moved along has it moved along and then we're hounding them with uh emails not for anything we got both subs back at the same time so they just send it in one shipping which was yeah. good we got them back and that was what a week and a half ago we got them back after about six months and then obviously the news came out yesterday so we went on the front foot and just said, like, we're honest. We just said, like, we probably wouldn't want you to send the cards to us till we find out a bit more about this takeover. So if you've sent cards to us, we had a few sent in. Like, if you want the reimbursement, we'll reimburse you and we'll send you your cards back. Like, that's it. No, like, we, I don't, we, we also offered them to send it to Platinum. To you, to you boys, too. So I put that, the, at least I put, they get yeah. the card graded. We gave them that, that so an option. So, you know, it's, it's, it's up to them. But... We put the ball in other people's court and we're, we're, we're open and honest and we would just be transparent with people, you know, what, what the, the situation we dealt with, um, you know, with HGA and sending them multiple emails. I mean, Chris, the one good thing I'm going to say, the, the dealings that we've had with you, we send you an email. We generally get an email back within 24 hours. Right, which is yeah, you know a lot more than I can say yeah. for some other for HGA in that fact where I would I sent five emails and got zero response and that was over a period of two and a half weeks, right? So yeah. you know like there's the basic customer service is not difficult. Like people, you know, you might not have the right answer at that point in time, but the fact that you res- you can respond and and say something that's more than a lot of companies that that are yeah, in the grading space. A lot of the time, I don't have the answer. Don't and that don't say I'll, anything. Yeah, I won't have the answer. So I'll I like it takes a couple of minutes to write an email with that. But I will say, let me reach out to my graders and get back to you with a response. Like yeah, that's it. That's like, what you have to do. Like, someone someone um was contacting us last week about the MLB heritage because they're they're that paper stock. And they're the yep. black bordering, so they they whitened on the back end, um, the corners. And he was like, "Are these more harshly graded because of this, this, and this?" And I'm like, yeah. "I don't have the answer, but I'll get back to you." Um, and then, yeah, I just said, "Look, send a send a photo through, and we'll look at it, because you can't you can't give one answer, and it's just you know it's the same for everything. Every card's completely different." So he sent a couple of photos, and I said, oh, "I was honestly like, look, yeah, they're not going to grade that well there." they've whitened on the corners and they've turned a little bit so yeah it's uh it's basic stuff i think like just honest it bugs me when <laughs> when i send an email yeah. and i don't get a response the yeah. same day and then obviously you can't get to every email that day but then you know when you when you come in first thing in the morning sorry for the late reply it's, it's common sense like it's just basic stuff the bottom line is yeah, if you're well, listening two, to this two and a half weeks no email that's no good yeah, the bottom line is if you listen to this, ladies and gents, uh, 
transparency is the key. If any grading company or any podcast or anything out there, like we'll hold ourselves all accountable here for it. But if you can't be transparent and be honest with the people, then how can you trust them to do anything for you? And that's that. And that's the thing internationally, the, the problem I think we've had. I don't know if it is because we're here in a show, like you mentioned before, Brett, but we'll keep doing what we're doing here in this country for the people in the hobby here. Uh, yep. It's just about them obviously accepting us and embracing us. And that's hopefully the point that we can get to uh, when there's enough of your slabs in the market and then enough of enough people here in the country in the hobby listening to us, hopefully it changes people's minds that, you know what, I don't need to send 10 cards over to the States for five grand. I could send 10 cards for $250 instead because you're not grading, like you're not scaling them on based on their price range on, on the card value. It's like, no, we just want to get your card encapsulated, like you said, give your grades, give you a potential NFT on the blockchain in the future, give you all the bells and whistles for a one-off fee. There's no extra charges here. There's no extra charges there. Extra charges, obviously, if you want to express, which makes sense like every other grading company. So hopefully that's that's the trust we can all build in the in the community amongst each other. And that's that's what's going to propel us going forward. So in the future. So hopefully we can hold on to that and uh, get the ball rolling. Hopefully we can get some more cards sent down from our end for yourselves here in Victoria. But we will move on. Uh, just before we do finish up and get what's next for Platinum Standard Grading, obviously you've got some events coming up. Just what you both enjoy collecting. Um, oh, I, I know BJ's know. got a big, big, big Robert Horry co- collection. I bloody know that. He's just freaking <laughs> seen one the other post oh, just yesterday. He's just, big shot. Robert Horry's everywhere. My the addiction. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a funny story. I I actually didn't know who Robert Horry was about a year and a half ago, and uh, <laughs> I got this uh, guy come in. And he said, do you want to buy this uh, singlet? And I was going, what is it? And I had Horry written on the back. And uh, when I was a kid, my nickname was Horry. And my nickname oh, okay. was because I had a massive forehead and they called me Horrid Forward. Um, that, <laughs> true story. So Horry was where that came from. So I, I, I then started collecting Robert Horry cards, found out who he was, and then got all excited, watched the whole pile of highlights. He's got more rings than Michael Jordan. And... Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's now an obsession. Um, the post I put up yesterday on the NBA marketplace, uh, I think it was something like 14 flawless cards that I'd uh, acquired over the last couple of weeks from send my, or send my cards shipped into us. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I do have a, a substantial horror collection. I think there's 75 more coming in the next couple of weeks. Um, but on top of that, I collect the McVeigh brothers in the AFL. Yeah, uh, yeah. I coached them as kids. So oh, Jared beautiful. And Mark McVeigh. Uh, I collect Luke Longley, um, just Luke Longley auto cards, and I collect the Boomers cards. So I've got one card of each player that's ever played for the Boomers. And what I do is that uh, every time I get a better version of a card for that player, I'll sell the other one. So the whole idea here is to end up with either one of ones of all these or two of ten uh, on-card autos of, of those Boomers players. Uh, I collect nice. WWE. I collect uh, Pat McAfee's my big one of my big collections at the moment. Oh, I nice. accidentally bought a um, full size WWE belt signed by Pat McAfee the other day and had that shipped to ship my cards accidentally. This is all to my ship my cards. Uh, <laughs> may I say, I wake up some mornings with like twenty notification emails <laughs> to say your parcel has arrived. Yeah, it's funny that he didn't actually buy it. That all came from me. But yeah, they're my big collections, mate. So I'd, I'd say Horry, Pat McAfee, um, and they'll say anything that looks pretty cool. Uh, big, big fan of looking, and I buy way too many cards. That's, that's pretty much what it comes down to. Mm. I there like you go. stuff. So Chrome <laughs> is my. Um, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be you know Euro Soccer, uh, WWE, Formula One. I love. Um, I'm big on the 90s players. Like, I love Vince Carter, Dirk Nowitzki, Paul Pierce. Um, they're around that, that same that same draft class. Um, what else? I like the old Prism, like 17, 18 Prism. I like that. I like Court Kings as well, actually. Yeah, Court, Court Kings, Kings is good. So I love Court Kings. Court Kings is an interesting one. They're a real tough grade because they're the canvassy. Um but I love the 1718 set, just the box itself. They were the big rectangle boxes. They come with the box topper. Um, so, yeah, Court Kings just ain't anything, to be honest. Um, <laughs> old rugby league, like I'm a shark supporter. So, 
um, going back and trying to collect all the cards that I wanted as a kid that couldn't get. So there's like a um, so the first set of cards that I I think I remember buying was 1994 ARL Dynamic. Dynamic Marketing were were still the uh, the distributor, the producer. So yeah, um, there's some there's a set called Top Ten. So it's the top ten players and their gold cards. Uh, oh nice. So those those I'm trying to get. Um, just random stuff that you don't expect. Like, like he bought a he got a Donald Trump. Uh, oh yeah, that's my other addiction at the moment is Trump. I got a Donald Trump patch card, and the patch is actually the American flag. <laughs> oh, there's oh, a, 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 a I thought you were going to say a patch of his uh, patch of his uh, wig. That's what I thought was going to be. That would have been that'd be <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. you can you can that. you can just comb it every morning. Just comb <laughs> it every morning. Oh, that'd be hilarious. Oh, I love it. I love it, gents. I love it. That's very yeah. Nice. Like oh, I just like I think he's the same. We just like opening boxes and packs yeah. and stuff. So. You know, like I'll bring, I'll come in one day, like oh, I just got this. Let's open it, and it'd be a case of Playboy or yeah, something the, like that. Yeah, a case of Playboy or <laughs> uh, a box of the U.S. presidents, just random stuff. Like, but that's the joy of the hobby: ripping, ripping yeah. stuff is yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the best yeah. part about it. Like, if you if you yeah. look at it under a microscope, so business oriented, you never will get the full experience and enjoyment out of the hobby, and that's that was the hardest thing to try and push across the people when they obviously came in in that boom. They were very new. They were like flipping to make money. They didn't actually come in and really enjoy it to to an extent. It's like they saw money value, and it was just like a, a short stay at a at a vac and at a what's it called at a hotel. Literally, come in, make some money, see you later. There was no long term uh, like stint. So it, it, that's the unfortunate thing. But it's a good thing, obviously, trying to push that across to the younger younger ones, like the kids and stuff. That you can rip stuff, and obviously the hobby obviously does present itself with uh, business-oriented skills to teach your children and stuff as well, which is pretty good about how to, you know, have a bankroll and stuff like that, which is fantastic. BJ's so, youngest son is the biggest hustler you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> He's 13, mate. You take him to a trade day, guaranteed to make I, money. I give him my cards <laughs> or some cards and go, see what you can get for him and we'll, we'll do a deal and you get a percentage. I and like he got, he got 200 bucks for a card. I was ready to sell for 80 bucks. I've taught him well. That's He's it. an absolute monster. Like we've got a trade day coming up at Rip and Collect this weekend, and I've negotiated a deal with him like already. And he'll like, do his trades. He's thirteen. You gotta love that. Oh, uh, that that that's honestly awesome. Like it's fantastic to see. I love it. I love it's it. Good. Uh, gents, what's next for PSG Platinum Standard Grading? So with the branding out there is the biggest thing for us at the moment. Uh, Platinum Standard Grading is the major sponsor, uh, along with Meteorate Events, for Josh Giddy coming to Australia. Um, so we've got Josh Giddy. Uh, obviously, we're going to we're going to take Source because you don't want to come with us, Dom. Uh, next week uh, down in Melbourne, uh, we're going to go there and have a few beers and a feed and uh, listen to Josh Giddy. Uh, we're then going the next night to Sydney for the same event. But up here on the Gold Coast, uh, we're hosting the event. Uh, there's a kids camp in the afternoon on the 7th of May. Uh, and then in the evening, it's an evening with Josh Giddy. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, we've got a couple of other athletes that uh, we're in discussions with, very tall human beings that uh, may, be, uh, may be on the books over the coming weeks and months. Uh, and then next for us is just getting the brand out there, um, keeping up what we're doing, uh, increasing. My, my challenge now to Chris is to increase those numbers. We need to start getting more grades through the door. Uh, we're going to go to the U.S. Uh, more than likely go to the U.S. for the Nationals um, nice. to just go and we'll uh, we'll plaster ourselves up with PSG stuff and just walk around talking to people, uh, take some slabs with us and give them away to people and just see what uh, people's feedback is. So we'll probably take a camera crew or something with us and actually get a whole pile of content based around that. Um, I'd love to sort of get the U.S. feedback on our stuff as well because uh, then we can come back and show some of that stuff here. So that's... That's one of the things we're doing, and we've got a tour at the end of the year with Chris Anstey. We're going to the U.S. Uh, and going it's an NBA tour, uh, yep. which should be pretty cool. Um, but that—that's what's for us at the moment. Just keep building technology as best we can. Uh, you'll see a new app come out very, very shortly, which will assist you with uh, being able to identify a card, being able to uh, see what the card's worth. Uh, there may be some other competitors in the market at the moment, but this thing will actually work. Um, there'll be a new website that comes out that enables you to type in a card and uh, it'll tell you what the, the prices are uh, within seconds as opposed to within hours. Um, and I just love those little digs. Sorry about that. 
Um, but at the same time, uh, yeah, we're, we're just we're just pushing the uh, pushing the banner and doing what we can for the hobby. Hobby hangout, I think, um, would be for us to again. Um, like the first two, we've shown our face, we've inter- we've met people. I think the next one, so the Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane again. I think that'll be really important. Um, I imagine more grading companies will want to be there this time because, like, it was our first big show, the one in Melbourne, and for me, it was a, it was a huge success. It was awesome, yeah. Um, item and just not even just being there, like being in a room with other collectors. Um, like I, you know, I there were people that I had never met before, but seen on socials, and you know, was able to talk to them, bought my cards off them, and stuff like that. Um, so that that's good to, to, to go again. I think the best thing about the hobby hangout in Melbourne, I walked outside when the line, and that line went for like miles, and the guy at the front of the line, I said, what are you doing here, buddy? And he goes, mate, I'm here to get my cards graded. I'm going, first guy in the line, I'm going to Platinum Standard Grading and I put some cards in. And I just went, fuck, we actually, we're known now. Like, there is a that's bloke good. in this line. One, even if it was only one guy, he actually knew why he was there. He actually came to see us, and he actually wanted to get cards graded with us. That gives you a, a little bit of a, uh, it gives you a good feeling by being able to produce that. But at the same time, it, uh, it means what we're doing is actually working. Definitely. Like it. I think we'll be there in uh, July. We'll try and get to Sydney, Sauce and I. We'll try and work our, Ooh, nice. our magic to get there. I think on a different scale, we'll obviously talk to Andrew there at the Hobby Hangout. We want to do things a bit differently. Um, yep. but, uh, and then, you know, we'll also be on the trip to America with you boys because you'll get us tickets first class. So we're excited for that one too. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, yeah, for source only because he's yeah, coming. Oh, here we go. I'll sit, I'll sit in the cargo, mate. I'll sit in the cargo with the freaking, yeah. uh, suitcase. We'll just get you an oversized suit. luggage, mate. You just chuck you in the luggage. Who, who's yeah, your right. plus one source? <laughs> well, this, this is the thing I said, I'll, I'm not sure. I think I might have to dra- try drag my brother along with me because I uh, I just got a, I got a ticket because I thought um I'd, my mate would want to come, but he's uh, decided not to be to come. So I might just drag my Run brother. Run a giveaway along. maybe. Yeah, all, the, all that, all that. It's a good idea. That's a good idea too. That's a good idea. There you go. A couple of other things so, to look out for, boys. We're uh, we're going to be major sponsors of a few things this year uh, that we're going to be talking with you guys about. Look out for brands such as Cardcella. Look out for brands such as Sumo. And a few other things that we're uh, some of our partners and some of the stuff that we're playing with. Uh, there's uh, the Australian Hobby Group, I believe, is going to be involved with some of the stuff we do as well. So look out for a couple yep. of new brands in the market uh, nice. that we're going to be backing and, and pumping 100%. Perfect. There you go, well, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, getting behind other people in the hobby, um, platinum grading, getting involved in events. Like this is this is why we we try to say to you, ladies and gentlemen, give them a crack. Just please send some cards, give them a crack because, you know, think about all their, all the good they're doing for the hobby here in Australia. Like it's a lot more than other grading companies that have been around for a lot longer here in Australia, a lot more than, you know, they've done more in the last three months than they have done in their whole existence for the hobby here in Australia. Like it's ladies and gentlemen, just, you need to open your eyes, have an open mind and, uh, you know, give them a crack. And come sub some cards with us here in Victoria. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But in all honesty, gents, thank you for joining us. The only Victorian sub. Thank you. Yeah, we are. We are the only Victorian sub. So, yeah, send your cards through, and obviously we'll be able to send them to these uh, two lovely gentlemen over in uh, Queensland. And if you have an issue, send me an email, and I'll try my best to reply. That's it. 24 hours. (laughs) That's it. Well, thank you for both jumping on. Also, a big thank you as well to yourselves um, for listening to our podcast you may not listen to it every week but the fact that we when we bumped into each other at the hobby hangout the first thing you said is oh we heard your review of our our website we loved and it even, oh my, it was awesome yeah like just just the, that stuff as well uh that's our intention source and i to bring some entertainment some content you know some even uh, the, the chat you had about the flawless 17 18 versus 2021 like yeah oh last week yeah last week yeah that was yeah that's an interesting topic. There's so them? many. No, well, I was, I, I, 17, 18s, one of my favorite draft classes for ages. So as soon as I mentioned that, I was like, yeah, that, that, it's so true. Don't worry. Just listen to this week's podcast. We've got some, we, some big things getting absolutely flamed this week, I tell you. And it could revolve around uh, some boxes close to two grand for a certain product that is not even worth 400 bucks, if you ask me. So uh, on that note. Uh, WWE Prism, is it? 
<laughs> yep. Uh, on that note, <laughs> mate, I've just gone out. I got an Andre the Giant. I got a Hulk Hogan. I've just gone out and bought singles because I thought that was going to make me a lot of money. Are you going to poo-poo that? Yeah, I'm poo-pooing it. Straight up, poo-pooing <laughs> it. Like well, straight I mean, up. It's it's, it's going to crash. It's going to crash hard, just like the the Marvel PMG market when everyone thought that Marvel PMGs was going to be you know the next big thing, and then now they're down seventy five percent from when they bought it at the or, highest. Or, so. All zero cool V friends that had dropped about Ooh, almost yeah, 100%. they they took so, a massive hit. Yeah. Good yeah. time to buy them. Jump yeah. in now. Buy yeah, when it's slow. It's still good yeah, to buy well, the yeah. It's still good to buy that go. product. Besides the point, like it it's if it's attached to Gary V, it's going to make you money at some stage. So, oh, for sure, hundred percent. So, hundred percent. Thanks again, gents. Uh, it has been. Brett and Chris from Platinum Standard Grading with obviously the great man Sauce and myself, Doma. It's double coverage. Keep living, loving, and breathing sport and peace. Peace out, boys. Cheers, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Please don't forget to leave a review on the Apple Podcasting app. Also, follow us on socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Talking old spots. Double coverage.